With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's the latest, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the In the Paint show presented by Ball is Life. Before we jump into episode number 57, I'm going to get you guys a, uh, a hookup here from our Ball is Life shop. Um, for, for all the In the Paint listeners, we want to uh, kind of extend an offer to you guys, a 20% off coupon code um, at the Ball is Life shop. Um, so head over to shop.ballislife.com with the coupon code in the paint. That's all one word, and it's not uh, case sensitive, so you could do uppercase or lowercase, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Um, get all your hooping essentials from uh, tees to socks, compression tights, backpacks, hoodies. I mean, we got it all in that shop, Ronnie. I, I always make my way back there and, and hook myself up with some Balls Life gear. Yeah, uh, I know, Devin. You just you don't go to <laughs> shop.ballslife.com. No, you just I, go to the back and start looking. I go to shop.warehouse.ballslife.com and get my stuff. But yeah, for, we appreciate you guys uh, listening in each and every week with, with Ronnie and I. Um, and we want to reward our listeners. Again, the code is in the paint. That's all one word. And you get 20% off your next order. And that's shop.ballslife.com. And Ronnie, episode 57, we're going to open up with... A topic that you brought to me, uh, you know, in, in regular conversation, um, yeah, um, and we want to we want to kind of get our thoughts and get it out there to our listeners. Um, tell me what uh, tell tell listeners what you were talking to me about earlier. Yeah, you know, uh, we've had we've hit on some national topics lately, and we hit on some local topics. Obviously, we're gonna big focus today is going to be on the playoffs and what's going on with that. And what I wanted to, to mention, Devin was, uh, you know, we had, we did the pod on, on Morgan Moon, the past legendary high school coach. Uh, there's four, there's four Naismith Hall of Fame high school coaches. One from a long time ago from New Jersey, uh, Ernie Blood was his name. Then you got Ralph Tasker, who was, went in in 217. Bob Hurley Sr., who, whose school is now closed, St. Anthony, you know, he kept that school open pretty much by himself with fundraising for maybe the last six or seven years of the school. That's wild. And that's, that, that's Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, yeah, including the time they won. They they won four national championships with him. And, like, the last one, like, the school's not even open without him. So yeah. I understand, you know, what he's done and accomplished. And then, obviously, Morgan Wooten went in as a strictly high school coach in uh, 2000. So they've all been recent in the last 20 years, the last three guys, their high school coaches. So I want to give your get your opinion, Devin. You know, do you think more high school coaches should be in the Hall of Fame because of the the level of teaching at at that level that goes on? It kind of shapes and molds young players. You know, kind of gives them the springboard to where they're going. Or do you understand that? Hey, it's high school. You know, it's not coaching in the NBA. It's not coaching college. Um, you know, kind of what's your what's your spill on that and and more high school coaches being uh, recognized nationally like that. I think it's a tough area to get yeah, into. Sure. Because I mean, what's the criteria? Is yeah. it strictly on wins? Is it strict yeah. you know, is it on teaching? Are you winning at a, a 
private school with a lot of ability to you know yeah. attract players and bring in players or sure we're looking at straight public school coaches who you know take in kids who are you know live down the yeah. street yeah. and uh you know do really good things with those guys i think it, the the best way to start to get more i i think that more high school coaches deserve to be recognized on that level sure. because of what they do at the grassroots level and how they impact those players lives yeah. Um, and help them get to the next level. And again, uh, being a high school coach is is a different kind of grind. Beast. Yeah, yeah. It's a different. Animal. Like if you're a if you're a high school coach and you have a teaching job on campus, like yeah. that's that's really helpful. But um, not a, not all coaches have that luxury. Yeah. Some are walk on guys who are working for stipends. Yeah. Who spend you know a lot of time away from their families to help you know other families and kids, um, you know, reach their goals and reach their potential. And they're working for, you know, pennies based on, you know, how much time they spend doing that stuff. Definitely. So I think... It's a mixed bag a little yeah, bit. It's yeah, a whole, it's a big time mixed bag. I think there's that upper echelon of coach, like a Morgan Wooten and then, you know, yeah. Gary McKnight. McKnight. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll touch jump on in that, that second. Yeah, you said like a thousand wins. He's got most yeah. wins in California. If you, if you got a thousand wins, you should probably be yeah. starting to look at it a little more. Like you say, good coaches, uh, you know, let's say like our guy Mike LeDuc, he's kind of... From Damien, he's kind of breaching that or yeah, uh, that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kleckner has six hundred, but even you got six. That's not. You still need four hundred. That's a lot of seasons. Yeah, you know, Ed Azam is closing in about nine. You know, whatever he has, well, five nine twenty. You know, he still needs a couple seasons. That's thirty wins. That's a lot of thirty win seasons. Yeah. So I, I, I'm with you there. I don't think they should open up the floodgates per se and have fifty coaches in the next ten years. But I do think there should be a few more. Yeah, uh, nominated. You know, I I I mentioned um, Robert Hughes from Fort Worth Dunbar. Um, you know, he kind of coached in, had I think for a while he's the all time leading uh, wins over you know thirteen hundred, and he actually coached in the days of segregation in Texas, and like at Fort Worth Dunbar was like really successful. So I could see why he's in, and and then we we jump in like you said, Gary McKnight. He's doing a really good job with this team, and <laughs> as the playoffs go along, and uh, we wanted to kind of give that. Update of our, our latest Fab 50, speaking of national basketball, because of modern days beating Centennial, um, Centennial dropped out of the Fab 50 uh, this past you know week as we head into another week here. Uh, they were 23, and they're out because basically, Devin, they got to be behind Sheldon. They uh, lost Sheldon at yeah, the battle zone. Yeah, and they got to be, right for now, behind modern day. So people might say across the country... Well, man, that's tough. You know, I know some rankings had them really high up there, but I was I was kind of hoovering them in the twenties. They were dropping depending on and and rising depending on Sierra Canyon did. You know, California hasn't done that great this year nationally, so that's why you kind of look at that bigger perspective. Sierra Canyon, you know, they couldn't get by Paul the Six. They couldn't get by Long Island Lutheran. Mm-hmm. You know, modern day loss is Whitney Young, which is a pedestrian Whitney Young team. So you're not going to just jump these guys all in. But obviously, modern day came back and beat another nationally ranked team, Rancho Christian. So there's a good chance they'll be in next week, and they potentially have a good chance to play in the open division title game. So um, for now, the teams in from California are obviously number one and top seed in the open division. Sierra Canyon, who's 17 up a spot. Um, And then we got Rancho Christian, who was number two in the state. The third seed in the open, they're going to drop or fall pretty far. They lost to, uh, recently just lost to Modern Day. So Modern Day just pulled off two big road wins. Yep. 
um, as they have one more game as of the time we're shooting this pod, one more game in that in that southern section uh, pool play. And then obviously right behind them is Etiwanda. So Etiwanda is at 27. I moved them up because I thought they should be closer to Rancho Christian. And honestly, they I because they have a chance really to, you know, give Sierra Canyon a good game, which is in a de facto play-in game for the Southern Section Open Championship at Long Beach State's Pyramid on the 28th of February. They're in pool play. So I want to give people perspective because it might be a little confusing. Wait, wait a minute. Centennial season's not done. Or they have a chance to win, go in the Open or win the D- D1 state title. Same thing with Rancho Christian. And it's like that across the country. Uh, you know, you have district playoffs where teams fight for seeds and then they go back in. They could lose. They go back in the state playoffs. They just have a lower seed. And then that team could go on and win. Some states have uh, round robins. Some states haven't even started yet. And then other states <laughs> like us have pool play where, you know, it's kind of confusing. You can go 0 and 3 and still be a high seed in the D1, which is the second highest classification. Right. So that could could possibly happen. Like to a St. Anthony, a Long Beach, they were a state-ranked team, uh, you know, first time in, in the Open. And uh, they might likely going to drop back down to the D1 bracket, but they can win some games and win that bracket. Oh, for sure. So I just want to get people a, a, a kind of a, a snapshot of the country, Grayson of of, of um, Georgia is up to number five. Uh, Damatha lost, so they just switched from five to eight. They just switched swap spots. Now Damatha just lost to Paul the six, but now for that for that what I'm doing in the rankings for that conference because obviously those teams are good i'm just putting it in the order of the conference standing so it's just damatha paul the six is 13 and then you go you know gonzaga and st john's just the, the order of their standings right now in in that conference so they'll get into their the big thing they try to do is is they gear up to try to win the wcac tournament so that's kind of the the, the national landscape if grayson wins that 7a class in Georgia, that's a really tough bracket, kind of similar to winning the open bracket in California or the Texas 6A bracket. Uh, their coach, Jeffrey Pierce, did tell me they are going to accept the Geico's bid, but they got to win the state championship. But they're not, you know, last year we had the, the uh, where McEachern was 32-0. They were number two in the Fab 50, but they declined the invitation. Well, their coach told me that they will accept that invitation. So just wanted to give people an overview Devin, what's your just highline about, you know, all these different type of style of playoffs and what it means to people and what it means to you? It's just all a little bit confusing. Yeah. I mean, you figure, yeah, just go into the playoffs, right? And then win or lose. You go to a bracket, <laughs> yeah. right? And then you win, you, you move, move on. on. If you lose, you go home. Wow. Yeah. And, and like, I, yeah. I, so now I feel like maybe even last year, a couple years ago and years before that, quarterfinalists had opportunities to go to state uh, with at-large bids, potentially. Correct. And that changed this, this year or here even last year yeah, here I think in California. Year. Yeah. Uh, and that's good. So semifinalists... You got to win. Yeah. yeah, semifinalists automatically get you know a state playoff bid, which I think makes makes sense. I think that's fair. Um, but, dude, like the open division pool play stuff, I, I get why they do it. Sure. Uh, I guess it's just it, it allows for the most accurate championship game based and, on the pool play and, and the seedings and the yeah. seedings and the seedings were good but to your point you got Corona Centennial which is for long weeks many weeks the number two team in the state so they get the number two team number two seed behind Sierra Canyon and they've been playing great uh they want some big games they want some uh 
beats the Legion kind of to kind of warm them up at the end at the Nike extravaganza because they've been running through the league. And then your reward is to play Modern Day, who, yes, didn't have a strong regular season per se, but for, for their for their standards. Yeah. And then also there's a reason why they were preseason number two in the state and high in the Fab 50 because people thought that was the team that really had a chance to beat or play with Sierra Canyon. At right. the beginning of the season. Right. So now here we are. They're 2-0 and and they're close to getting to the Open final. I think it's And just... that's who Centennial opens up with, with the best regular season maybe locally. Yeah. I, 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 that, that's a good perspective yeah. to put yeah. on it. It, yeah. it shows that yeah. those preseason rankings and thoughts with yeah. modern day yeah. are true. They're, yeah. they're fully healthy now. I picked, so back on episode 56, I yeah. picked uh, Centennial to come out of Pool B and... Um, I heard a, a good amount of chatter from Modern Day fans after I was at Centennial Modern Day. After Modern Day beat Centennial, that you know, I had a couple people walk by me and be like, "Well, now your predictions are all screwed up." Like, yeah, yeah you're right. Thanks for listening in. Yeah, thanks for listening. I appreciate that. But yeah. uh, um, it just shows that you know those those preseason thoughts about Modern Day were right. They're fully healthy. Uh, they're they're, de- they're they're locked in. They're, they're locked big. in. They're, they're they got length. They they got size. They yeah. got some shooters. I mean, I watched they're the- well coached. They yeah. execute. So I mean, here's the thing about Centennial though. I was at that game. I'm sure yeah. a lot of our listeners yeah. were potentially there as well or watched on television. Yeah. Centennial missed so many shots. Correct. They missed so many three pointers. I haven't. I thought Coach Josh Giles texted me the next day and was like, "Man, that's the worst shooting performance that we've had in a couple years." Yeah, and then. I thought at the end of the game they rushed one or two threes where they could have got a better possession with yeah. under a minute to go. Yeah. The game wasn't over yet. Yeah. Uh, freshman Jeremy King shot one fast. He did, but you know, you know that's, he what, goes they've in. Do- that's yeah. what they've been doing all yeah. year. Yeah. That's what they've been doing all year. So he, they stuck with what they did. They, they um, you know, the crazy thing to me was uh, Devin Askew getting three fouls in the first two minutes and then not having a foul the rest yeah. of the game. I mean, they did, Marty did a nice job of keeping him away from those situations. Sure. Of getting a foul. He started controlling his drives more. He got, he picked up two charges in that first quarter and he started to kind of play off two feet, um, you know, more distributing. He, he finished with, I think, seven points, but he had, you know, you know, his nine assists and all the, all that stuff and c- controlled the pace of the game, limited turnovers. And that's what you have to do against a team like Centennial. That's what they did. But um, we'll get into, the open division semis uh, matchups, which are Friday. Um, yeah. For those listening now, they're Friday. For those this listening later, yeah. they may have already happened, but it's this week, this Friday. Um, let's head. Let's head back. That's and let's the twenty first. Yeah, yeah. The 20th. let's take a look at some more hyper local games uh, with the divisional matchups. Let's start, Ronnie. I know you. You probably don't pay as much attention to four double A as. Maybe me or Connor, or, you know, Frankie Bird. Sure, Bordas. yeah, I'm but, trying to get the national scope. There, yeah. There's only one team that yeah. really has shown that they're the team to beat in this division. Um, Renaissance Academy is just blowing through for Double yeah. A right now. Um, they won their first game 69-36. They won their second game 64-40, and they they won their quarterfinal game on Tuesday night 74 to 44. Wow. Mean, yeah, so, so it did goes, the open division fail on this one, or they just weren't that level of a team? No, they 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 had some good wins, but based on how they finished, they they didn't. You know, they probably weren't deserving of a of a eight or seven seed. I agree. But to your point, if you have a a bracket or sixteen, they would have been. They should have been in. They'd been dangerous. And a sixteen that, bracket that that would be the type of team that Centennial may open up with. 
or you know that that level of team. They're they're a dangerous yeah, team. They're a dangerous State team. Playoffs. Yeah. So if they know, move up into into a higher division. Yeah. So you know Jay Sarah would have probably been in that sixteen team bracket. Heritage Christian, Riverside Poly, Damian. Riverside Poly, Oxnard might have been the 15th seed or 16th. Now we're getting like, you know, yeah, to right deep, at the bubble. Yeah. You know, Oxnard only lost to uh, Shamanad, and they're 29 and 1 heading into this week. I don't know if they beat Prom Springs. They, uh, yeah, they're in the they're in the semis. So we'll, get into the them. Semis. we'll get into them a little later, but yeah. So they're, you know, so it's back to what your point is. I just think for St. Daniel, that's so tough of a matchup, even to host a team that's. Won many state championships that you know can play at that level, just hasn't played at that level. But that's the way it goes, and I'm not surprised Rebay Academy's rolling through that bracket. Uh, I think we expected that, Devin. Um, some of those brackets are, are stronger, some are, are not as strong in terms of lower than Division One. You know, when you go two A, two double A, three A, three double A, and so on and so two, forth. Two double A is good. We'll get into that too, though. Yeah. So, but as uh, far as Renaissance Academy goes, I mean, Connor and I talked about it on episode on fifty six, our preview. Yeah. There's no challenge there for them. So um, they're just going to jump into Division One I, and I think so, be right? like maybe fourth seed, of meter of the road seed. Yeah, which is fair. Fair, but it, for go back to your point, it would be nice for them to have a few games leading up to that 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 they're going to play those type of teams and see if they could beat that type of team in a final, in a quarterfinal, a second round matchup in the open or something. But they're not going to receive that. They're going to have to step it right up. You know, if if and when they win that division, right into yeah. that D one, they're gonna have to step it up and and be ready. Yeah, they play Summit uh, Friday on the twenty first in the semifinals, and they're gonna face the winner of Aquinas and Montclair. Aquinas is a good team, and I can see Aquinas uh, giving them a a good game in that in that potential final if both teams make it. Um, yeah, let's move down to three A. Um, you know, you got to give a huge huge shout out to the Fountain Valley boys basketball team led by coach uh, Deshaun Bryant, uh, assistant coach AJ Gaspora and uh, a fellow assistant uh, TK Kirby, you know, TK, yeah. uh, to meet Kirby. Two of them um, played at Linwood, at Linwood high and, yeah. and uh, our guy AJ played at Artesia. Um, Fountain Valley defeated Yorba Linda last night, uh, 61 to 50 to advance to its first boys basketball semifinal game in school history. That's big time. That's big time um, for them. Jeremiah Davis, junior shooting guard is having a, a huge season. He should be a guy who is being looked at at that, you know, high division two, potentially low division one level. He's just sure. a junior. Um, uh, they have two, uh, another good junior, Preston Amarillo. They have uh, a soft, two sophomores, um, Aiden Caceres and, and Roddy Anderson. I know you were a big fan of Roddy Anderson. Yeah. His eighth grade year. Both are having yeah. really, really good seasons. And I saw them yeah. in the fall and they, they're coming along. And obviously, uh, when you think of Fountain Valley, um, you think they've had success in sports and they were a big school. I don't know if you knew this, Devin, but for a while there, uh, probably in your dad's time and into the early 80s, into the mid 80s, they had like the largest enrollment in the state. They had a huge school. There were like wow. 4,500 students. Dang. There wasn't as many schools open around there. Yeah. And uh, they had success in football, a lot of sports, you know, uh, up until the mid, late Late 80s. So obviously the growth of Orange County and the opening of other schools has kind of sliced their talent pool. But it's good to see what, what Coach Brian is doing there. Obviously he played at a at a high level in high school and all his assistants played at a high level. So they know what it takes to get a program, to have the kids disciplined and accountable, and it's paying off this year. Yeah, it definitely is. They're they're gonna face Shadow Hills of Indio 
on Friday in the semis, and they have a really good player. He was at my my camp, Dominic Escobar, the six yeah. five forward. Uh, he was at my Who's by Ugin Skill Summit. And he's he's a big time player, so that's going to be a fun game. Um, and the other semifinal in Division Three A is Price, LA Price, and Adelanto. Uh, again, I'm not too familiar with either of those teams, but uh, year, congratulations yeah. to them. Why is Price not a city section team? Yeah, they they're city section. Most schools are very old. Okay, and you know they're 80 years old, except yeah, yeah. for the new ones. And Price is when they got built by Frederick Price. Yeah, who's uh, Alan Crabb's grandfather. They, I just, they just joined the Southern Section. You know, okay, twenty twenty years. I was ago, always just, I was curious about that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, uh, it's very interesting. But yeah, there's a lot of little verbum days in the Southern Section. A few other smaller schools, Catholic schools, are in the Southern Section. Whereas, you know, the LA City's traditionally been huge public schools. Gotcha. Which gotcha. has changed obviously over the last ten or fifteen years. Cool. But that. That's kind of interesting there. Obviously, I always like to see a team like Adelanto. Uh, we know Oxnard beat Palm Springs, uh, Coachella Valley. You just always want to see if there's any low D ones or any little gems little in gems, those schools. Yeah. Yeah. I love to see. Like, I would love. Obviously, we're not going to always get to travel to Coachella Valley to, for a game. Yeah, I might go to. But, I might go yeah. to Indio Friday to play yeah. some golf, man. Yeah, yeah. They got put, some. They got some courses out there that yeah, I like to. Play. I know you like to play <laughs> golf, but uh, for me, I'd like to see if there's any players because there is once in a while good players. Yeah, you know. Uh, and there's probably more better players than we give them credit for overall. Same thing with, uh, you know, Victorville, uh, High Hesperia, yep. you know, f- and that's where Adelanto's at. And they've had some good athletes in the last few years there uh, that have come out of there, um, you know. So it, it happens, you yeah. know. And, and you just sometimes they transfer to bigger schools, obviously, or they go to schools in Arizona. They yeah, go to yeah. prep schools. The guy I'm thinking about is Jamal Franklin. Uh yeah. The guy who went to San Diego State, super athletic, played for Cal Supreme. You know, he he lived in that area, and then he went to like Compass Prep and onto pro basketball. So, gotcha. there's a lot of guys out there. Let's move to Division Three AA. Providence Burbank is holding suit as uh, Connor and I expected them to. Coach Brandon Lincoln's doing a fantastic job there. Um, you know, one of the teams that I glossed over and I shouldn't have. I don't know why I did in, in my preview was Hillcrest of Riverside. Uh, Hillcrest Riverside. Oh yeah, Coach Jackson Wood. Um, was Sebastian Mendoza, San Jose We've State commit. A lot of times. Um, they, they have a good core of players with uh, Chris Anderson and Keith Hall. Um, and then they have a freshman, 6'11", uh, Dennis Evans, who continues to get better as the season goes on. I don't know how I glossed over them as a favorite. Because you've seen them a lot. You've two, seen them a lot. I've seen them a ton. And I just, you know, yeah. we, we were busy talking about how Servite missed the playoffs and, <laughs> and could yeah. potentially win this division, even though they yeah. missed the playoffs, right? Yeah. Um, so I glossed over that. Apologies to Coach Wood. Yeah. They're having a spectacular season in the bottom semifinal is Salesian of Los Angeles against Mark Keppel. Um, two very good, good, well-coached and good squads. Mark Keppel has a as a senior guard, Larry Anderson, who's going to probably be a, a high academic, you know, you know, D2, D3, D3 guy, guy, really good player. Um, but yeah, I mean, Hillcrest, Riverside, um, I, I like their chances, but that's going to be a really good semifinal game if... If uh, you're in the uh, IE area and you want to see just a really good high school basketball game, that's the one you can go to at, at Riverside Hillcrest High School. Yeah, I like uh, Mendoza and that group they had. I think they were in your fall league, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they were. And I've seen them in other places at Section 7, which is coming back this year to Arizona, uh, June 19th to 21st. Uh, that was a success. I'm sure we'll talk about that more in, in the future after the season, but it's coming back. That's I remember seeing them there. And some some D ones were kind of giving him a little, you know, look. And they have some good players. 
So I, I I think Hillcrest, that would be my pick right now off the okay. top to, to win that division. Ronnie making picks. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not Ronnie gonna, making picks yeah. of divisions he doesn't really know a whole lot about. That's yeah. the best way to do it. Yeah. I mean, We're sometimes gonna... you're just as lucky. Yeah. If you overthink oh, yeah, yeah. it, you know. That's a good point. That, that leads into what I was going to say. We're going to yeah. get into my terrible picks yeah. uh, for the open division a little bit later. Um, but first, let's go to 2A, where Rebay Academy got tested last night yeah. by Peninsula. And, you, we, you know, Peninsula, we've seen them a couple times at uh, yeah. Pac Shores and various other tournaments you know they're well coached um they got a you know solid roster with good players um but Rebay academy on tuesday night beat them by three to advance and they're going to face the winner of uh pacifica christian orange county in bonita which is going to be played on wednesday february 18th the actual day that we're recording this podcast sure. so we're not sure who's going to face them there but that's going to be a good game i think i'm going to be at that game at vanguard university at 7 30 this evening um, Bonita versus Pacifica Christian. Yes, yeah. Yep. So Rebay's had a great regular season. Yeah. Coach Reggie Howard's team. The only team they really couldn't play with per se is Sierra Canyon. Um, you know, they came they came into this week 22 and 3. They're ranked in the state. That's gonna be a tough game either for Pacifica Christian or Bonita. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Rebay Academy yeah, was the yeah. heavy favorite in this yeah. division coming in. Yeah. And so far, so I mean, far they, they've they've, hold, they've held suit. Yeah, because you look at the team that's Above them in the state rankings, that's outside. Again, we're going outside those first eight that are in the open. Right, right. It'll probably be you know a mix of Santa Clarita Christian, Rebay, uh, Windward, Chaminade. Uh, you know, those are the kind of the next teams yeah. that are that that would be moving up. So I guess before we jump real quick, Devin, do you think that any of those teams deserve to be higher than the eight? Meaning higher than the eight in the open based on, on the wins, based on winning a division, or not till they meet in the regional somewhere. Not till they meet in the regional. regional. I think the eight that were selected for the open were, were, we're solid. Kind of, yeah. We're spot on based on resume, yeah, based yeah. on league, based yeah. on wins, based on head to heads. I think that was yeah. pretty spot on. Got this, this year they was, should they this should year have was, to beat was them. nicely done. Yeah. Yes, they should have to beat them. I, I think so. And that bottom semifinal in Division 2A um, this Friday is going to be Hesperia against Oxnard. Oxnard, like you said, it's only only lost one game this season to Chaminade. Yeah. Yeah. And I questioned their strength of schedule. Sure. Um, Me as because, well. Because, you know, I looked at it. It, it wasn't very good. Uh, but, yeah. again, I haven't seen them. So, Oxnard, apologies to you. Uh, yeah, congratulations. They've, they've had some good uh, individual players who we've seen. I yeah. think one played at um, – uh, our guy Dinos is uh, like showcase. Yeah, Stacy Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, they're and good. Kai, and Kai Johnson's also a good player. Yeah, they have a couple good players, so you know they can play a little bit. But like you said, you just don't know how good the, the competition is in Ventura County. Yeah. outside of you know Oak Park or the teams that are near the San Fernando Valley. Right. You know, and they have you, a they have a long drive on Friday to oh, Hesperia so against a good they, Hesperia team with uh, Antonio Singleton and uh, Jonathan McCullough leading that squad. Yeah, that they've been around and. Hesperia's played in some showcases, so they'll they be have. they're they'll, tested. They'll be ready. They played in the um, Bosco uh, Winter Classic yeah. tournament, and then they played in the uh, uh, the the man who I will not name on our podcast um, end of season showcase against Colony. <laughs> After the regular season was over, you have another showcase. Uh, I mean, I was, that's I, I was think in that's, San Diego. I was in Mission Bay. I think that's a little bit of what we're talking about, Devin, on this pod overall is just the freaking amount of times they play each other. You can overload your information. Like yeah, you've yeah, seen yeah. some of these oh, teams man. so many times, you're overloading it of what you're thinking. Well, I think this team can advance. That's why I'm going you, to Bonita Pacific yeah, Christian. Yeah, you because just, you I just need to see something different. Yeah, with the open, you might have got yourself information overload based on oh, your picks. For, yeah. Oh my god! You know, because hey, you're seeing. Hey, them, Edouard yeah. is keep keeping strong. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're going to see if they can pull yeah. off an upset. But uh, that yeah. my pool B 
picks were just yes. atrocious. Um, yeah, and I mean, that, again, like you said, sometimes a person that knows little to nothing oh, yeah, can yeah, pick yeah. it I, better. I, well, yeah. well, well, I'll, I'll, I'll make amends for that and explain what why I did what I did uh, yeah. in a minute. But let's uh, let's continue on to these other divisions. Division yeah. two, double A, which is probably outside yeah. of Open Division one, was yeah. the strongest uh, top to bottom division. Yeah. That we have uh, Santa Cruz Christian uh, holding strong as the top seed in that division. They're going to play Chaminade um, on the road on February 21st in the semi. That's going to be a really nice game. KJ Simpson's having uh, a great second a, half of the season. Oh, yeah. Just a, a, a magnificent yeah. um, playoff run so far. Yeah. And Santa Cruz Christian is just, as we as you know, Ronnie, they're deep and they're talented and they're playing really well together at the right time. Yeah, we've seen them many times, um, you know, According to my Cal High State rankings, they would be the next team, the first Southern Section team outside of the the Open divi- Division. They have a win over Rancho Christian, is that right? Yes, yeah, they do. So they split with them. Uh, they got past Maranatha pretty easily. They beat La Habra, uh, Caleb Lowry, Ty Harper. Those guys are are battle tested. They're Joshua play well Barrow, together. Yeah, Kate they star. They they have what it takes to to win this type of division. And you know they beat uh, Capistrano Valley Christian seventy three fifty seven, so you know kudos to no Shamanah beat, Cap- yeah. beat Capistrano Valley. They beat Fairmont Fairmont Prep. yeah sixty to forty four. So you know kudos to 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 Shamanad for for kind of moving through, getting through. They uh, they did a good job beat Los Osos, and I guess you know people weren't talking about the Mission League that much during the regular season compared to like Trinity League, you know. But it's been pretty good. They've yeah. been, those teams have done fairly well. I think this year, top to bottom, we're going deep. off the topic here. Yeah. I think this year, top to bottom, the Mission League was slightly better than the yeah, Trinity. Yeah, because you got to throw in Alemany. Because Alemany, they won. Uh, I think Alemany got to the quarters. Uh, they lost uh, uh, Tuesday night to uh, Eastville Roosevelt. Um, so you throw Alemany in there, and then, you, I mean, obviously Santa Margarita missed the playoffs for um, uh, uh, kind of a crappy reason yeah. and orange lutheran was down this year lost in the first round to cyprus um so top to bottom potentially this year mission league was was yeah. slightly better but at the top maybe yeah. at the very top we're talking about one through seven yeah one through seven I, yeah shaman is doing a great job yeah. they're they're playing San, santa clarita christian and then in the in the opposite bracket uh you just mentioned them roosevelt got by alamany 64 57 coast singleton's God, he does a great ba- job. Man. You know, he's battle tested. He's he's done a great job. He always gives Centennial, no matter what kind of team he has, a a, a really good game there in that Big Eight league. And then um, the other the other quarterfinal, St. Francis beat Heritage Christian. I give that a little rundown there. There is you know, people. There is a little bit of a controversy oh, yeah, there. That. Heritage Christian. I saw that. I don't St. Francis. Know, you know me. I stay yeah, out of the yeah the the Twitter the, bullshit. Yeah, Twitter bullshit. Um, but. Um, as Connor Morissette uh, coined him last week, um, <laughs> Todd Wolfson, a.k.a. Brad Stevens of high school basketball, yeah. pulled it off. Um, St. Francis handily beat Heritage Christian, 71-53. Um, Andre Henry, again, is still, for some reason, one of the most underrated players nationally. Yeah. Um, We've talked about him quite a just, bit. I mean, the, the guy is just yeah. a basketball player, pure and simple. He just gets yeah. the job done and does yeah. everything for that team. Um, yeah, so... the. So Max Allen against uh, Mission Viejo. I think Mission Viejo, like I think maybe it was a football guy. I don't yeah. know, but there was video on on Twitter. You can just just um, like search like Mission Viejo Sky Clark and yeah. it'll come up. 
Um, this dude, big dude from Mission, just like Scott Clark was on a on a breakaway break and a drive. Yeah. He crushed him with the shoulder and then flew into flew into the stanchion. Yeah, there yeah. was a scuffle and then Max Allen, uh, you know, he was in the scuffle. Um, yeah, just not, reacted to what yeah, happened. Yeah, reacted to what happened. You know, pushing and shoving. Not sure if it was uh, ejectable, but you know, you're in Orange County, so you got ejected. Yeah. Um, and then last night or. You know, Tuesday night in the quarterfinal, Max Allen was at the game. It was a road game, so he clearly traveled with the team to the game. And again, I, I think CIF is unclear on this rule yeah. too. Is is like, what is the actual rule? You have to stay away from all team activities and be out of the gym, yeah, completely. Or are you allowed to travel with the team, but you have to be out of the gym before the general public is allowed into the gym? I don't yeah. know. Or being street clothes up in the or Raptors. being street clothes up in the Raptors, or you yeah. have to be completely clear of the yeah. gym and clear yeah. of all basketball activities if ejected and suspended. I don't know, but Max Allen was in the gym. He was kind of fiddling around at center court during the warmups. I maybe saw even that. maybe shooting even a couple shooting shots. a couple shots. Um, would if St. Francis would have lost oh. that game? That's an appeal to CIF. What happens, Ronnie? Do they forfeit that game for Max Allen being there? I mean, he had no bearing on the outcome of the game. I I get it, but like, <laughs> I, it's, I like just, it's like yeah. that baseball thing yeah. of you can't yeah. take you can't take batting practice before the Correct. game. Correct, the batting like, practice rule. Yeah, the bat like it's the same kind of situation. situation. Yeah, if you follow the rules, yeah, Saint Saint Francis would have had a legitimate gripe and protest. Yeah. yeah, if you follow the rules, pervade them, and I think if that's what you know the rule is and. Every school's aware of the rule, or they're told by the rule at the beginning of the pass, at the beginning of the season. Then, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a honest, uh, you know, that's an honest protest. But it never had to happen because St. Francis won. I'm glad it was decided on the court. I yeah. don't think, I think it would have took a lot away from what those two teams accomplished. Yeah, like, I think, and even Roosevelt. If they'd have been like, "What the fuck? What right, are we playing?" Right. If St. Francis I mean? would have lost that game, I think, yeah. uh, knowing Coach Wolfson, you know, on a yeah. on a you know. A little not, more not, personal not like a, level, like yeah. A, a slight personal level. I, I don't think he's not the kind of guy who wants to win that way. No, yeah, that would have been odd. If they lost on the court by eight points or twelve, it would have killed him to yeah. like make that call to CIF Can and like we, make yeah. that appeal. It would have killed him. I'm yeah, not sure. I'm not sure he would have done it. I'm curious to know school, if he would have done yeah, it. Other teams wouldn't have done it either. Uh, yeah, we lost. Unless, but you also got to remember that game decides if you season continues. Right, that's a state bid. That's a state bid. So maybe, maybe Coach Wilson wants to get <laughs> so to the state. He wants to get the state and try to win that thing. Yeah, Hello, that, Mr. Simmons. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah. So you never know, but we're glad it didn't come to that. So Shamanad, to recap real quick, Shamanad's yep. going to take on Santa Clarita Christian, two state ranked teams, and Roosevelt's going to take on. St. Francis is two teams that are kind of coming on and can be the state ranked team. Those are meaning, those are two meaning, really good semifinals. Yeah, yeah. meaning. Chaminade and Santa Clarita Christian probably have the better regular season wins, mm -hmm. but St. Francis and Roosevelt are playing well now. Playing well now, yep. Yeah. Moving on to Division One, Ronnie, we were at the Windward Mayfair game, which was televised on KDOC by our guy David Otta and uh, you know Randy Rosenblum and Paul sure. Westfall. I'm sure Those did a fantastic did job. job. Yep. Um, Windward defeated Mayfair 67-65 in, in an exciting game. Uh, Marcus Joseph, a, a football guy, which Windward's an eight-man football program. Now, yeah. I'm pretty sure that Marcus has plenty of options to go play college football somewhere, but he had 18 points, and they made it a point early to get him the ball and you know, because yeah. he had a size advantage. They had a in big there. advantage inside. And he made the most of it. Um, they uh, threw great entry passes, and they, they threw some yeah. nice... High like, lows. Kajani, high uh, lows, yeah. and then also some quick hitters, like boom, got it in there and, and two points. So. Yeah. 
That, Johnny, that was 12, 14, 16 points right there. Right, because Johnny Wright those had... Those are big differences. Yeah, because Johnny Wright had 14 points and 16 rebounds. Devin yeah. Tillis, 14 points. Hit Jaren some big threes. Ha- yeah, big threes. Jaron Harris had 10 points, hit three threes, a couple of them in, uh, in, in crucial moments. Um, Dior Johnson, you know, uh, an exciting sophomore point guard, had 33 points to lead Winward, and um, he's, ta- he's, he's talented as all get out, man. Yeah. Um, Josh Christopher, um, four-year starter at Mayfair, uh, finished his career with 25 points and nine rebounds by my tally. Ronnie, yeah. he became the uh, all-time oh, leader at Mayfair High School yeah. in scoring, he passing did. Josh Childress. Yeah, who played at Stanford in the NBA, was a college All-American at Stanford, finished in 2001, was part of that strong group with Tyson Chandler and a few others, uh, the Bozeman and, and Jamal Sampson. So, Take a moment to yeah. kind of recognize Josh Christopher's high school career. career. Just yeah. spectacular. Yeah. You know, 2,755 points, our coach... Our guy Tony Davis is going to kind of verify that. I guess he said one game he's going to have to double-check the film on, but either way he passed uh, Josh Childress by over 100 points. So he would already passed him probably two day, two games ago and, uh, you know, just kind of left his mark on, on local basketball and left his mark, obviously, obviously through social media. People really know and feel like they got to know Josh a little bit. Um, but he, he's, he, at times he looked like a man among boys, and at other times they – they turn the ball over. They don't have great possessions, and and that that kind of led them to maybe not have a little bit more losses than they thought. And but they also got as they're a good team, and they got farther than what they had and how they play. Sure, you know it, it'd be hard to win beat Winward, and they still almost did it. They had their opportunities. Yeah, they had plenty of opportunities. And they you know Josh stole the ball late. It was off a trap and. He gets the ball on the key. The guy feeds him, and and the ref jumps in. He calls the foul on the floor, and it looked like Josh was going to make an and one or finish that play. What did you I think? Mean, he made the that? shot. Yeah. He made the shot. Um, I would really like to see the KDC, KDOC replay. replay. Yeah. Our one of our guys who does some balls live filming, Taylor Gillum. He, he was uh, on the shot right. He there. was on. No, he yeah. he was on replay. Uh, yeah. So he, Taylor's moved into the into the van. He used to be on the on the baseline, but. I want to see if Taylor has that clip for me, if he can get it for me and, and yeah. watch that over and see what yeah. it looked like. But it was a bang-bang call. The ref had some major balls to make that. Yeah, he jumped the in there he, right yeah. away. Hey, here, here's why a lot of people didn't question it at that moment. moment. was yeah. because he was so decisive about that call. Yeah, he jumped in and on the floor, on, on the, the floor, floor, on the floor. He yeah. was like super demonstrative. Adamant. Yeah, yeah super adamant about it. If, if that was college or the NBA. It would have been like 10 seconds Where Josh later. is likely yeah. going to. Yeah be the next yeah. couple of years um yeah. that's going to be an and one but at the high school level I, I have to see the replay but the ref was confident in his call so i guess you got it you got to give him the benefit of the doubt i'm trying yeah. to help the refs out here because they take so much shit from fans, fans and, and players yeah. and, and coaches um but I, I would like to see that over again um either way it was a great a great game and uh, i enjoyed watching josh christopher play oh yeah at the high school level over the last few years and we're gonna see him at uh yeah Jordan he's not Brand. done yeah and you can see him at mcdonald's and hopefully he plays in the balls life game as well ronnie uh, making ronnie making yeah. his pitches right now yeah i mean i, I know the <laughs> local fans want to see him so oh yeah what's really cool about it is uh tony davis is very low-key coach tony davis i mean very low-key he wanted to bring it to our attention and obviously josh's brother coaches locally at capistrano valley christian correct uh, am I getting that wrong? Yeah, yes, Josh, Chris. Yes. Is that Capital Chris, Valley Christian? Christian? Yep. So Chris, I, we kind of reached, we were talking a little bit, and, you know, he didn't make it a big deal. We're saying, hey, we want to make, does that, does that, you know, they're putting it together with Josh's coach, meaning Josh Childress's coach at Mayfair, and we that's the number we came up with, decided that's the number we'll, we'll stick with. And what's great is, like you mentioned, because 
Josh Christopher had a great career and was able to, you know, get to that mark. It kind of honors Josh Childress as well because people didn't know that mark. Yeah. So it's it's cool for both of them. You know, they they know each other a bit, and you know, they they took some social media post uh, pictures together here in the last week. So kind of honoring both of them. So it's really cool to see. And hopefully, you know, you guys will follow uh, Josh Christopher's career as he moves on to whatever college he chooses and and on to other things. Now that so, you mentioned Chris Childress, uh, he's doing a fantastic job yeah, at Capital Valley Christian. They Josh's upset, brother. They upset uh, yeah. uh, Rolling Hills Prep in the first round of their division. So Yeah, they uh, had two big wins to start. Yeah, shout out to, to Chris Childress on the coaching job he's doing down in South Orange County. Yeah. Um, let's move to the other semifinal in Division One this Friday. Will be uh, uh, this is an interesting game. Damien at Riverside Poly, um, the mentor against the protege, uh, Coach Mike LaDuke, uh, coaching against Yancey Dodson, who I believe Yancey Dodson played for Coach LaDuke or coached under Coach LaDuke in yeah. some fashion. Let me text Maddie Kovac and make sure I get that right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, they run that's the, a good one. I don't know the either. Same stuff. Well, he's been at Glendora, he's been at. At, at Danny's, you forget, you know, yeah, he kind of starts running together. He's been there coaching so long. Obviously, we talked about Coach LeDuc at the beginning of the show. He's could be the next California coach with a thousand wins, and obviously, he's got them getting one at a time. Both teams are will make the regional playoffs. Paulie versus Damien. Damien beat a good Valencia team. People thought Valencia was playing very well, and Damien pulled out that 84-76 win at home. It, it trailed a little bit in, yeah. the, in the third quarter and, and came back and won. Yeah. Austin Cook had a big game. He, I think he had five threes in the outside. third. Yeah. Cookie started cooking from three. Yeah. He had five threes in the third quarter, which uh, was kind of the start of that comeback. Yeah, and then uh, you know Malik Thomas has had some good scoring games in the earlier rounds. They beat Brentwood, and they beat Temecula Valley. So Damien, I know that some of their fans and some of their the players or the parents were kind of, they reached out to me and they were like, man, we really want to get in that regional. We want our season to continue. So that's the win they, they needed. Uh, Polly beat Long Beach Polly in the second round. Um, I guess they had a bye in the first round and then they beat Notre Dame pretty handily. Devin was yeah. that kind of a uh, little shocking. I don't think at home, that's a far travel for Sherman Oaks, Notre Dame. They're a young team, with, and they they got yeah with they the, got handled with the way they with the way Sherman Oaks Notre Dame plays. If they don't hit shots, they're in trouble. Yeah, and obviously they scored forty nine points because they shoot a lot of threes. Sure, um, I think Which they set I think they set the state record for uh, team uh, three point field goals made in a season this year. Wow, so it, we got to follow up on that. Follow with up coach, on that. Right? I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure. I can text. Yeah, Sergeant, they, I can text Sergeant right yeah. now. Um, but until That's we get awesome. that, yeah, until we get that. that but again, if back, if they fall, you know, like you yeah. run into a game where they don't fall. Then, then you lose seventy seven forty nine against a, a really good Riverside Poly team. And and, and where is that game going to be? Poly Damon at at Poly? Yes. Yeah, I mean, or so, if they can they can host it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Poly can host it. Um, I think that that whole moving the game because of uh, a, you know um, the capacity capacity is just bogus. I think yeah. it's just a reason for teams if they don't want to play at a to, certain to, gym to, just to move to, it to, to stick it to teams. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Most gyms can hold it. They're not packed shoulder to shoulder. People say, oh, this gym is packed, and we look at it, Devin. We we know how to, you know, we go to gyms. We're like, this is not packed. There's, there's 10 feet in between people, 5 feet in between people. It's not packed. Right. You can fit yeah. a lot more people shoulder to shoulder. Right. People bring their uh, selfie stick. They bring their <laughs> back. They bring <laughs> their back. Stick. They bring those, the backrest. I need they, one of those things, dude. They bring, uh, you know, this is just shit. They bring their backpack. So, of course, it looks packed. It's not packed. Shoulder to shoulder. So Sergeant, Sergeant confirmed. Coach yeah. Matt Sergeant, I just yeah. texted him. Yeah. Um, 
447 threes made this wow. season as a team. That's a state record, and he also said it's second all-time nationally. So that, that's impressive stuff. Yeah, Congratulations to, to them. In, yeah, going to have to look that in, and I'm sure it's, it's pretty Interesting. Close. This yeah. is an interesting little tidbit. He said that they didn't have one guy make over 93 pointers. So everybody shoots. Everyone them. was shooting them. I liked that. If I if I could get <laughs> back your, in high school basketball, that's, that's where I'd play. Yeah, I'd play your, for Coach Sargent. Yeah, let's, everybody jack. So win, give, go to Jay Sarah Winward. Uh, Jay Sarah Winward will be the other. So that must have been a hell of a game beating Bishop Montgomery, who's always tough out after Jay Sarah beat Anion of Anion Canyon of Anion Canyon of So uh, sixty-one fifty-eight over Bishop Montgomery. Obviously, Jay Sarah's had some good wins. This year, they beat Sheldon. They've had some bad losses, they've too. They've had some bad losses. So they've been a little up and down. They weren't healthy. As our guy, Pat Barrett, gives us the ER update every every day on on, PB. on, on Ian Martinez, bound from Utah. <laughs> Obviously, he's a great player, so he's, he's back. He's a great player, yeah. Uh, you know, did you get any more information about that game? So, yeah, I did. Um, there was a couple people there, uh, Connor Morissette and yeah. Damian Calhoun. Yeah. Bishop Montgomery didn't shoot one, three point, one free throw the entire game. Interesting. They didn't shoot a free throw. So what was I? Our guy Isaiah Johnson was just jacking it, or I, I don't I know. Mean, he's pretty physical and strong. He's he's a guy who gets downhill, yeah. gets yeah. to the basket, and gets yeah. to the free throw line. Yeah. I, I mean, wow, that's a big stat. I'm there. pretty sure I c- I can hear Doug Mitchell screeching from here. Yeah. Still, like, what the hell's going? I'm on? sure he's still pissed about it. Yeah, because that's a close game. But again, I wasn't there, so so I don't know. Yeah. If um they were settling for threes, or if there were just you know the the rest were just swallowing the whistles. I saw one play that Connor posted. If you pull up his thing, Ronnie, it's a yeah. it's a questionable, kind of a questionable block charge call. Um, it was Justin Williams driving right baseline, and then um, I want you to pull it up so I can I can get your take on it. Uh, and this is on Connor's Twitter. Yeah, Connor, go to Connor Morissette's Twitter. C underscore Morissette, and uh, Bishop guy in defensive position sliding over. Williams kind of lowers his shoulder. And I can't tell if he extends that off arm, but that foul call led to the game-winning free throws. So I want to get your take on that whenever you can find it. Um, if it was a block or a charge, some people are saying uh, that I think Alex Carmen from Beach City Hoops said, you know, the kid didn't beat uh, Justin to the spot defensively. And I see where he's coming from on that. But with the lowered shoulder and the kind of off arm extension, I don't know, man. It's a really, really bang bang play, and block charge calls are always the most difficult ones to, uh, to, to discern. Decipher, yeah, yeah, for sure. Let me go see if I can find that. Yeah, but obviously that was a obviously that was a great game. I'm just really um, confused as to how. Um, here, we, want me to send it to you? Yeah, I see it. It's frustrating okay. with the call to block and let's yep. free throws. What do you think? Let me look back at it one more time. It's only a seven-second clip. Our ref, Joey Crawford, yeah, there. Sure Did he make sure. the call? Yeah, he Ooh. made the block call. Wow, yeah. He kind of lowered his head. and Lowered the head and, and like a little bit of an arm bar. Arm. I'm not sure if... Ugh, dude, that's tough. So our guy's in good defensive position. Sliding his feet. Yep, yep. He kind of tried to sell the charge a yeah, little bit. Maybe he would have just fell, like, without selling the charge. It's sure. a close call. It does look like... Um, Man, that looks like a little bit of a charge, you know. Oh, that's tough. That is really, that really moment, difficult. That that's tough. I want to know what Keith thinks about that. Because <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good defense. Yeah, our guy Williams drives right. He's going right, and 
you know, I just looked like his arm was more extended from his body. If it would just been here close. In close, right. Yeah, that would be no problem because it's kind of within your your realm of where you have. Your natural right to, body movements, right. Yeah, you have realm to move. So, yeah, that's a tough call. I, I Again, honestly, watching it four times, I would say, yeah, charge. But that's me watching it four times. Bang, bang, that's yeah. a really, really tough play to, yeah. to uh, call. But anyway, either way, you know, uh, Jace Air advanced. They're going to host Windward on Friday. Um, a lot of games Friday. I wish some of them were Saturday. I know, right? I, I mean, wish we could stagger some of these things, man. We got that Tyson uh, Wilder Fury fight, so maybe we'll just have to settle for... Oh, L.A. City so, section so, semis are on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, the L.A. Southwest. So let's not forget that. You're right about that. Um, so let's talk about that. That's going to be King Drew versus Westchester. Yes. And Fairfax Birmingham. versus Birmingham. That's going to be a fun game. <laughs> Birmingham always makes games fun. Oh, that's going to be the fans going to be both teams yeah. in triple digits in that one. Wow. Yeah. They're going to get up. And that's oh, a yeah. Keith Dinwiddie type of game. Oh, for sure. Our guy Keith Dinwiddie going to San Diego State is going to love to try to shoot it out with David Elliott and 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 the and the brothers for that play for Birmingham. You know, uh, very good players. You know, having a good season. Birmingham just is tough schedule. They played some good teams. Not surprising they got here. King Drew is tough. Yeah, you know. But our thing is, we talked a little bit about earlier in the week. If Westchester wins this, Fairfax wins their game. Then we just go back to the old guard, and both those teams will be in the open. And whoever loses will be on the road, and whoever wins probably gets the, the four seed at home. Mm-hmm. Just like in last state. year when Westchester beat Rancho Christian in the 4-5 because you give the Alley City the top, open yeah. a home game. Right. You know, so regardless of how it shakes up, that's what it seems like it's shaking up again. Unless it's Birmingham and, and King Drew and King Drew. You know, gets into the open You never regional, know, man. You know, you just never know. But for right now, it seems like it's on course to what we expect. Yeah. Okay, go back to Southern Section D1. Who are you, who are you taking, Winward, J. Sarah? Who you got? Okay, Winward and J. Sarah, the games at J. Sarah. Yep. I think right now Winward is playing good. I'll say Winward in a close. they rebounding well without the big Frenchman. Because Johnny Wright will make a big impact. I'll use the football player again, and, and he'll get just enough boards. I'll get enough easy shots to pull that game out. I hate to agree with you, uh, but yeah. I agree. One word in a close one. Yeah. I'm not sure if Francesco Bora's French, but I like the big yeah. Frenchman. I like that nickname. <laughs> the big French. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if he's, he's French. not even French. I don't think I, he's he, French, he, but he I like that. He might be Portuguese or something. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Our guy, Francisco, uh, Francesco Bora. Francesco Bora. Okay, Damien Riverside Polly. Boy, that's. I'm still waiting for Kovac yeah, to text yeah. me back. What's wrong yeah. with this guy? Uh, now, Polly. Is playing very well, very good ball. Um, and Damien's tough too. A I caveat, think, caveat. Chance Stevens, the, the other shooter on that yeah, team, the sophomore, yeah. is out for the season. Wow. When Bro- did he broken go out? foot uh, before the playoffs? Wow. So, you know, I think because this game is pretty much not too far for Damien, I'm going to say Damien pulls out a close win. Even though it's going to be very difficult, I think they'll shoot well enough. If Cook doesn't hit five threes, he'll still hit a couple. Uh, Malik Thomas. Malik Thomas going to get to the line. You know, they have a few more things I think can go wrong and still win. Okay. Uh, I picked Temecula Valley to upset Damien <laughs> in the first round. So You picked Temecula. I didn't yeah, even yeah. hear that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Holy yeah, yeah, mackerel. Yeah. I mean, so you got to go with Polly then. Yeah, I am. So <laughs> Temecula Valley beat um, Sherman Oaks Notre Dame last year yeah. in the first round. They yeah. had Zaire Williams. So I was like, hey, maybe they had yeah. a lot of returners. Maybe they're going to do it again. Yeah, they did not. not. Yeah. They didn't. So Mike Leduc, I'm sorry. But here we go. I'm going to pick 
I'm going to go with my guy Yancey Dotson over at Riverside Poly. Yeah, and that's a uh, strong pick. This is a good game. Evan I mean, Oliver's playing fantastic. Uh, yeah. Lamont Butler has raised his game. And then uh, DJ Davis is always kind of the X factor. If he if DJ Davis gets going and starts popping those deep threes early, um, get get you on your heels. And then, yeah. uh, you know, Riverside Poly does a good job of closing out games. Yeah, Riverside Poly is, is that team that they just probably – if they would have maybe one more six seven guy, or oh, they yeah. would have been they're an open, open team, yeah. For sure. they, and we thought maybe they could still be, but they just—they're at the level they should be. They're playing well, and they could win that game. If you take Big Deshaun Johnson from Washington Prep and put him at Riverside Poly, yeah. they might be an open team. Yeah, just it's that simple. They're just missing that one guy. Back from to the yeah. elite. Yeah, back to LA City Open. Make yeah. your picks. Uh, Fairfax Birmingham. Who you got? I got Fairfax. I just think they will play a little more calmer. The, the once cooler heads prevail, they'll execute. And just make enough defensive stops and have enough guys to make, uh, you know, good plays, get a rebound or two, win the game. Man, I'm I'm so tempted to pick Birmingham in this game. Um, yeah, I mean, because they can get hot. Dude, they, I mean, they're they have so much talent. talent. Yeah, and if they can just like, like maintain some kind of composure okay. and control, yeah, they're very good and difficult to beat. But I think you know Reggie Morris and his squad. I, I think they're veterans. They, Their yeah. guards are. Been around the block. Yeah, I think their guards, especially a guy like Justin Gladden, he's yeah. underrated. Um, and they, they've played in a lot of a lot of big games and tense moments. So I'm going to go Fairfax. Okay. On the other end, Westchester, King Drew. Who do you got? Yeah, it's very hard for me to pick against Westchester. Yeah. Just because of the respect I have for Ed Azam. But you got to sometimes put that out and, and just judge oh, them who oh, they oh. are. You talking yourself yeah, into this? Okay. Judge them who they are, right? Oh, okay. But at the end of the day, I think... <laughs> It's gonna be good, but I think Westchester will prevail oh, with a stop. Come you know? on, dude! I was—I mean, I'm almost close to picking King Drew, just because Westchester is good and plays hard. They're not like as talented as Birmingham, like you said. Yeah, they're just not. I don't care how many times uh, we watch them; it's not changing. They—they just struggle at times to score. Yeah, but they play so damn hard, and they have so it much experience. It. it makes up for it. It's okay. tough to pick against. I, I think Westchester is gonna play Fairfax. I picked. I picked against Westchester in the first round. I picked Washington Prep to beat them. I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. Fairfax, Westchester, as usual, in the L.A. City section, Open Division Championship, I believe. Um, Okay, let's go to the Southern section, Open Division, which has been... Obviously been a hot topic. Much maligned, talked about Lots of opinions. Uh, So let's start with uh, Pool A because it's a little bit more cut and dry. Um, Friday... The, the 21st at Calabasas. at Calabasas High School is going to be basically the play-in game for the Southern Section Open Division final between um, Sierra Canyon and Etiwanda. One both, seed in the four seed. Yep, um, Sierra Canyon and Etiwanda both beat St. Anthony and St. John Bosco, um, who are the five and the eight seeds in their first two games. So you got the matchup that you know you expected in that pool. Game. In yes. that pool. In pool that for the third game. That's... That's the, the game people have been looking forward to in that pool. Yeah, exactly. So if you did, if we we ranked them, they'd be the top two teams in the state with Rancho Christian losing and yes. with Corona Centennial losing. Yes, you know if we had a It'd ranking, be one two Sierra Canyon and Wanda. Correct. So it was 57-53 in their first matchup in the classic semifinals. Uh, Cameron Pierce had the ball at top of the key. They had a chance to tie, potentially win it. I don't remember the the scenario of tie to win it, but. He got in the lane, he got in there, he passed it to the corner, and, and B.J. Boston picked it off. Picked it off yeah, he in went, the corner. He, he drove baseline, yeah, left yeah. his feet, and, he, and tried yeah. to throw a little hammer pass, pass, and it got picked off. So 
when you look at Sierra Canyon, was that hang on? Yeah. Was that before Zaire Williams was? Yes, eligible? one game before Zaire okay. was out because they won the championship with Zaire. Zaire over uh, Rancho Christian. Rancho Christian actually beat them in the final, right? And then they eleven days later, Sierra Canyon beat them handily. Rancho Christian won that. Yep, correct. That was their first game in state loss in the season with Zaire. Yep, correct. So the, he did not play in the in the um, Etiwana in the Etiwana semifinal game. Brandon Boston was playing well and has been playing well. And I, as I've mentioned before, and you maybe you don't take that to as much as I did. That changed their com- complexion of their team a little bit. Oh yeah. And um, I think from top to bottom, BJ's been scoring the best. I don't know if he's been playing the best, but it's affected um, Chiotum. It's affected Taryn Frank. Yeah, shots, shots and PT are at a at a premium, premium right now. now. And yeah. most of the shots and PT are going to go to Boston and, and, and Zaire Williams. Correct. So it was a close game. I think Syracan was playing good at that time. And then to have your first game back with Zaire, that's tough. I don't care what anybody says. I just think it's tough because he didn't just come back and play four minutes. Oh, you're, talking back, a, you're talking a five-star yeah, you know, yeah, guy going to... Yeah, 10 guy going to wherever school he wants. Into a mix of remember, guys who have already played, what, yeah, 13, 15, game, 15 14, games? 14 games together or whatever. So now that they've had a chance to play together, they did pretty good. Like we said at the top of the show, they haven't played great out of state. And that's tough. You go to places, there's uh, 10,000 fans adoring your every move. I get it. They're, they're, they're young players. But when you come in state, they've done a pretty good job. They beat Rancho Christian handily in um, their return game. They won the Gold Coast League pretty well, pretty decisively. Mm-hmm. And I think when you look at the first two pool games, when they you look at St. Anthony, I think they think they know they can beat St. Anthony. And then they go through lulls, like I've said on various shows that people have asked me to come on. They go through two, three-minute lulls where they just have bad turnovers, bad shots. And then they pick it up because they know they can. Well, in this game against Etiwana, they know that team can play with them. They're not going to take that lightly. They're not going to take that lightly. As they would of their first two pool games. I mean, let's be honest, Devin. I, great job, Matt Dunn's done with his. He had they they just ran him out. They had no chance in that game. Yeah, and I, I picked Bosco. Had, <laughs> you picked Bosco to beat Sierra Canyon. I was just yeah. okay. Devin was like, I, can, I don't know, Connor. You and Connor got crazier. So you guys went a little was, wild. So you know how hot it is yeah, in here yeah, right now. It was like, way hotter in here. Um, <laughs> you guys were brains were fried. Uh, my brain was fried. Connor yeah, Connor yeah. stuck to the script. Yeah, I just went. Ape Berserk, shit. yeah, I <laughs> yeah. went ape shit. Um, so I saw Matt the yeah. next day at, yeah. after I made that pick. I saw yeah. him at Wanda the next day, and he's like, "Dude, what the hell is wrong with you?" Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe Andre Chevalier and the guys were listening. Like, oh, I'm yeah. watching too much Food Network. I gotta you know, stir that pot. You know, yeah, because if, if I'm a Sierra Canyon guy, I clip that thing to ten seconds and oh, just, let the look at who, this shit. No, I think you know? we need to waste time clipping that <laughs> yeah. because it was so stupid. <laughs> it was so dumb. Why well, just hey, think? You know, I'll own it. Yeah. I picked Bosco, and they got their asses beat. And yeah, you know that. Yeah, it happened. Here's the thing. Again, I'm telling you, over you're seeing the teams ten times each. So you say, well, maybe if Winton does this, if Dude, if Camper does this, that, yeah, yeah, so you overanalyze. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Camper does this. We gets good rebounds from Nyarko. They can, you know, keep it. Going. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're thinking, but you're overthinking it. You know what I mean? Like Sierra Canyon has had moments where they've just kind of gone through the motions, but when it push comes to sub. They're they're a better team than Bosco and St. Anthony, but when you get to Etiwanda, that's where they're going to be like, 
Whoa, okay. Yeah. We got to be no turnovers, right. no stupid plays. Sorry, bench, you're playing a little less. Oh, yeah. That kind of thing. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a, so dumb, you know, dude. because of the, of they played them and it was a 57 53 game. So, yeah, there's a mutual respect there. Yeah. Obviously. Correct. They know how hard they play and how good Edowana can play in, in spurts. So, Edowana is going to have to play a really good game. I went to the game as you did against St. Anthony. If they shoot that well, and they're gonna they turned all the turnovers into points. I would say again they're gonna turn their turnovers into points, but not as many. Because there's nobody on St. Anthony that can contest a shot high, like you know, our guy Big U or BJ Boston pinning one, or Shy Odom, you know, knocking some guy into, into the second row to make him think about it. You know what I mean? Um they're gonna be more contested. But my thing is they're playing they're not playing there. They're playing on the road. So that's always gonna be a thing. Can Etiwana shoot as well as they did the first two games in Calabasas, That's, wherever? Yeah. The, I wherever picked, the, yeah, I picked Etiwana to come out of the out of Pool A, yeah. so I'm I'm going to say that they're going to shoot it great because yeah. I picked them and yeah. I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. Um, their biggest issue yeah. is big size difference between well, that and I think it's just yeah. it, it's scoring lulls. Yeah, they go through. They they have a tendency they could go, you know, almost an entire quarter. Where they score, you know, four between to six, four to six, seven six. or eight points, and that yeah. you can't do that against Sierra Canyon. Can't do that against Sierra Canyon. I think Jalen Clark has remedied the some scoring. Of that. Yeah, some of that because he can go get his own bucket in isolation. Yeah. Uh, and he's gonna get needed. fouled. He gets downhill. Gets fouled. Yeah, he can get fouled. Get the free throw line. Make free throws. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna stick with Edwanda. Yeah, I made the pick. I, yeah. I'm a stand up guy. If I make a shitty pick, I'll I'll own it. Um, yeah. picking Bosco to beat Sierra Canyon <laughs> was idiotic, and hey, you know, yeah, you just your words sometimes. You know, you just but you're going for it. You're putting yourself out, which is good. You want the listeners. To, oh, that guy, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> that guy's an idiot. What else are you was say? that? Was someone a, called yeah. me. Uh, someone called me Devin Gottlieb and Devin, Devin Bayless. Go- I think it was uh, uh, Perry Bayless. Webster. <laughs> <laughs> Perry Webster don't want to sit next to you at a game no more. No, yeah, that's funny, but yeah, I think because the game is away from. The Eagles' nest, I'll say Sierra Canyon's going to win in a close game. Uh, they'll be ready. Uh, I will the, will the two blowouts or the two games they handled decisively in the earlier pool play games come to effect? Maybe a little bit. I'd be good for Edwana to jump out, you know, not fall behind. You know, let's say 11-4 to four or 17-6. to six. Edwana wants to avoid that completely. Yeah. You know yeah, I think I mean? it's got to, it's, it's like you said, they've got to be head-to-head head with them. Yeah. The entire game. And then gut it out. Step and step. Yeah. yeah. Get, get stops when they need. And that's what they're good yeah. at. I think yeah. it's going to be a mid fifties game. Yeah. I think it's going to come down to, I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a, like a big time call here. I'm just going to predict the future uh, because of the genius that I am. Yeah. Tyree, with Tyree Campbell is going to hit a game winning shot um, with a couple seconds left on the clock. Tyree yeah. Campbell, my guy. Yeah. Let's 58, go. 58 or yeah, something, like something like that. 55, 55. Someone's going to make a big shot. I, I think it's going to be Tyree Campbell. If it's 77, I think Terry Canyon wins by eight or 12. If oh it's, yeah. If yeah, it's yeah, 81, yeah. 69. If it's in the, if it's, if it's above the 65 mark, yeah. Sierra Canyon, I think by yeah. nine to 12 or 13 points. Yeah. So you're, you're on there. If they can hold. So we'll be watching that. Obviously if the score is close, you know, 10, 10 at the end of the first quarter, 21, 19 Edouan at half. That's kind of where they, they're playing into their hand. And then, they, like you said, they have a little bit more scoring punch this year. I think even then some of the teams with with Miles and with Jordan McLaughlin, um, you know, or Blackwell, you remember that that team didn't, Jordan, as a Jordan Black, Eric Blackwell. Eric, yeah. That, those teams were just like this team. 
tough defensively, even probably better, even a little more length defensively. But they couldn't score like this teams can score. Right. With yep. with 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 Brantley, with Jalen Clark, yep. with Steve, and with um, Tyree, Tyree Campbell, Campbell, DJ Jackson. Yeah, they have a little bit more guys that can get it going offensively. In some games it's DJ, some games it's Brantley's. It's Cameron has to play good. Yeah, I'm with you. Good. He's gonna have to play. good. He's an X factor. Yeah, as usual. Let's He's move gonna... over to the uh, other pool, which is a pool that I made. More stupid picks in. Uh, <laughs> the open's got you. So I picked thrown uh, off. So I went with the with the feel good story over at Corona Centennial. Um, everyone knows the story. You don't need to go back into no. it to come out of Pool B, uh, the number two seed. So it wasn't like that big of a. Like, I didn't pick the. So I mean, modern day even that this pool is pretty balanced, top to bottom, right? Um, yeah, you know, pretty balanced teams are pretty evenly matched. I picked good teams. Corona Centennial, not great right now, but good. Yeah, good teams. Um, Corona Centennial then went and lost their opener, which when you lose in pool play in the opener in the open division, you're, you're, you're struggling to get back in. You're mentally in a different ballgame, as we talked about at the top, than going through a bracket. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just different. You, yeah. you you had a great regular season, then boom. You win 22 games in a row, and boom. You drop. Now you got to recover. Yeah. They didn't recover, nope. and they lost the second game. They lost the second game to Harvard-Westlake so, on Tuesday night. Let's just go through this one yeah, more time. If Rancho Christian beats Centennial... <laughs> And Harvard Westlake beats Modern Day. Modern Day has the tiebreaker. If Modern yeah. Day beats, go again, go yeah. again. Grancho Christian beats Centennial. Yes. And Harvard Westlake beats Modern Day. Modern Day has the tiebreaker because they have the, the higher points total on the one versus the eight seed win. differential. Yeah, two right. versus seven. They get more points for beating on the road. A higher seed. seed. Yeah. Correct. And if Harvard Westlake and Centennial win, Harvard Westlake goes through. If Harvard Westlake and Centennial win. If Harvard Westlake beats Modern Day and, and Centennial beats Rancho Christian, Christian, Harvard Westlake goes. Yeah. Is that head because head. they beat Modern Day head to head? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they beat that would mean they beat Centennial. And they beat Centennial. Yeah. Which is a six two. Yes. Harvard <sighs> Westlake goes through. I'm so bad at math. Yeah. But I, then if <laughs> if Modern Day wins, they go through and Modern Day has the most chances, like I guess you call it from a NBA lottery standpoint, the most ping pong balls to go through. Right, too, there's too Mildred, much, dude. Yeah. There's too much stuff going on. I, I yeah. just, just let's bracket yeah. it out. Oh god, yeah, that's tough because yeah. you know. So hopefully you guys will follow that. I could say it one more time. I don't think it's necessary. It would just make a lot sense if Modern Day wins their third road game, right? And, and make it all easier and make and goes through. What do you think's wow. gonna happen? Modern Day at Harvard Westlake Friday night. Uh, what do you think's happening? Who's winning? Harvard Westlake at Modern Day. Modern Day at Harvard Westlake. Yeah, yeah, going up to the San Fernando Valley. I think that with the momentum they have, I think it's a 60 to 70% chance they win. Um Don't don't get yeah, all the numbers yeah, on me here. Yeah. Pick one. I mean, if if Devin asks you scoring 43 points on the road, he's going to have another good game, get to the line. Uh Mason Hooks makes a difference, I think, cuz he's physical with those guys inside. It's going to be a close game, but Modern Day has the length has the different pieces and shoots well as a team one through five to win that game. They just hit it are going to hit enough shots to let, get it done. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Am, Why does this have, you know? No, hang on. Let me ask yeah. you, am I tired of being dumb? Or no? Uh, no, you you're think? not. Because you, you're you're thinking Mason Hooks is physical. He's going to get him in foul <laughs> I want trouble. You, I want you to yeah, go through yeah, my yeah, thought process. Yeah, I'm going to say this <laughs> is Devin. <laughs> not being Devin right now. You know, Spencer Hubbard's going to keep control oh. of the ball. <laughs> he's going to have, he's going to, you know, Devin's going to have a few careless turnovers early. 
They're going to hit their shots from the outside. Brace Dotton's going to get hot and hit some corner threes, and, and Mason Hook's going to stay out of foul trouble and, and get every loose ball. That's what Devin's thinking right Here, now. Here's, okay, so that that's the old Devin. I'm, I'm changing my tune. <laughs> yeah. That's the old Devin. That's what I would have been thinking. But yeah. I, modern day, I think, just has too much weapons, maybe. Too many Some weapons, moments. too much size yeah. uh, to counteract hooks. Uh, they're extremely well coached. They're executing at a, at a great pace right now. Uh, Devin Askew coming off a 43-point effort at yeah. Rancho Christian. Even if he has 30 Even or, he has 20, 30 or 25. That's going to be huge. That's going to be the big difference. Yeah. I guarantee you. Um, uh, so I'm picking Modern Day to come yeah. out against yeah. Etiwanda. But I guarantee you the complete opposite is going to happen. So yeah. don't take yeah. it. Harvard for it. Harvard 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 Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, that's – again, and I, kudos to the to – the, to the, uh, to the pool masters over at the sun section. <laughs> the pool the masters, masters, I like that. It's it's harder to pick this way. Yeah, it is. You know, it's it's a lot of things have happened in the last week and a half. It, it makes it for exciting basketball, but from a coaching standpoint, it's very difficult. You know, St. Anthony, let's just, I'm not to pick on them. If they go in three, Devin, now you're facing, you're trying to beat teams that have a whole lot of momentum into Division One. To win the Division One regional, and and if you're St. Francis or Riverside Poly, you're you're like yeah we're we're the champs we're gonna win this D1 regional. Your Corona Centennial goes God damn it we got to regroup, mm-hmm. and they can, and they're gonna have the higher seats. Yeah, meaning the teams that we know are probably not gonna win in this pool. Corona Centennial, St. Anthony, and Bosco are gonna have the higher seeds than. Even the teams, the, the, the D1 champion. Then the right. D1, Polly, Damien. So because, just so people know that. Just because of the open division participation. Correct. So they're going to lub some of those teams in. So the two double A's probably going to be in one. So as I told you recently earlier this week, what's going to determine the state champions? How many Southern section teams they take to the open. And then if they take five, then that number six team has a good chance to win the state. If they take four, then the f- the fifth team has a good chance to win that D one mm-hmm. state. That's just the way it's been breaking out the last few years. It's, that's very in the old Southern Section Open. Whoever won or lost that quarterfinal game determined who was going to win the D one state championship. Whoever won or lost, right? That's how it was huge. That's why we always said, Devin, which quarterfinal game we're going to go to because that determined everything. Mm-hmm. Because they would automatically take four to the open, and number five would be the number one seed in one, and off they went. So it would either be at that time it was Chino Hills and Corona Centennial. They would you know duke it out, and that's how how it went. So um, <coughs> excuse me, but hopefully hopefully we were able to uh, to kind of give you guys a, a good overview of how the selection uh, is done, and you know what the pool play means, and you know uh, what the state brackets will look like from you know yeah. the open down to D one, D two, and all those good things. Yeah, because if you have the Top seed will be the Southern Section Open champ. If it's Westchester and Fairfax, you figure those two teams have a lot of experience in the Open. They'll place both of them in the Open. The champion will get a home game. The San Diego champ, whether it's St. Augustine or Cathedral Catholic, will probably be in the the Open. Yep. San Diego champion, runner-up this year will probably not be. No. So then that's it. And it looks like Central Section champion in their open they have a new open now so central section has a four-man open and that'll probably get bracketed to the north yeah yeah they're, they're they are not coming south even though they're probably closer to the south than they are to the north it's good as we said as we've been mentioning before on earlier pods with mark tenza we're glad the central sections slotted with the north we wish it was just like that 
uh, you know, in perpetuity forever. Yeah. Because it's, it's where they belong. So a lot of stuff we, we went over, um, you know, some good predictions. The games are going to be good uh, against a long haul. Devin, I uh, want to touch something about what you, you're talking about. The open and 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 losing it and trying to bounce back. Do you think it should just be a bracket and then close the amount of dates and then make it one less week? Because again, we're next week we're gonna wait a whole week for the final, which would be the twenty eighth or the 29th. And just now you have five days off. Yeah. So would you just rather it play a little bit more three times? We get it done, and 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 then make it maybe. Easier for the fans, easier for the the coaches, or do you think it's suitable as it is now? I mean, I think for coaches it's suitable now because yeah. they get more rest time, they get yeah. more time to prepare for opponents. Yeah. Uh, three games in one week in an open division or a D one, yeah. that's yeah. that's difficult, right? Yeah, sure. Um, for me, I would love that. You know, give me three games. Let's yeah. let's get this thing popping. Let's get it done a week early and yeah. let's move on. Um, what I want, what I'm not going to get, but what I want is the pond back. Is get all those all those Good championship teams games in, one, in the in pond one locale, locale. So I'm not going to APU or Godinez or, yeah. or and then it's have difficult to, to watch go to Long Beach State. Them. Yep, it's it's difficult. It's not going to happen. But yeah. um, I wish that's the only thing that yeah I would change. And this year obviously would have been great to have a 16 team open in just a straight bracket format. Yeah. Would have been great. Maybe some upsets that we weren't expecting. But you know they decide on how many teams are going to be um, in the open well before the season starts. So Nobody yeah. knew Santa Cruz Christian was going to be this good. Correct. Um, they are. They, they they were close to the open. And no one knew Renaissance Academy was going to be as good as they are. So um, those are the two things probably I would change. But the two games in a week for coaches yeah. and players are so keep is probably them. best. Got it. And I, I'm with you there. I think overall, as we mentioned at the top of the show, you got district playoffs. You got regional playoffs. You got losing and come back in as a lower seed and win it. You got pool play. I just think. I what I do wish is that there was a little bit less meaning meaningless games at the beginning of of the playoffs around the country because there's a lot of eighty five to forty two games oh, to yeah. start the the brackets. Get those done with, and then in in my world, I would like to see an open champ in each state, and then all those guys go into a national tournament. Uh, again, that's just me dreaming, like you say. It's not <laughs> happening yet. I would like to see 50 champions open in, stay in your region like the ONC tournament, and then 14 at-large bids, and we play for the whole thing. For but, a national championship? Yeah, yeah you know, I like, like that. an open. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then have 14 cool. teams yeah. that, because you have 50 states and have 14 teams that either gotten bumped off or or the Montverdes, Lalamere's of the world, those for 14 slots and, and play at it. But, you know, and then you can have a playing game if you have any like ranking uh controversy in any state you can just have one play where's out a where's our where's our big money sponsor let's yeah, get this we done need, we need to get a sponsor and we need my point is we need the states to finish a little earlier yeah get you don't need the gate for a 88 to 22 game in the first round get rid of those games yeah really reward the teams that should be in the playoffs and get it going in in play so yep but until that time ronnie we're stuck with 88 to 26 first round games um we're gonna close it out here um if you guys listened earlier and forgot, don't forget that uh, we have a Balls Life Shop offer for you guys, for the listeners of the In the Paint Show. Uh, it's a 20% off your next purchase um, if you use the coupon code In the Paint, uh, all one word, and it's not case sensitive, so you could use uh, all caps or lowercase. Um, and we have another offer um, for you guys uh, starting this week. Um, if you like, subscribe and leave a review or comment 
on our podcast uh, on any listening platform. That's uh, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anything that we post on. Um, if you like, subscribe, leave a review or comment on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, you can say that you hate us. You can say that you love us. You can say that we're douchebags. Whatever you want. Um, you'll be entered into a contest to win free Balls Life gear and tickets to the upcoming Balls Life All-American game on May 2nd at Cerritos College where you can see uh, many of the top high school seniors nationwide compete. Um, it only takes five seconds to do this, guys. Like, subscribe, throw a comment on any listening platform, and you will be entered into that contest. Uh, we appreciate your time uh, each and every week. Uh, if you see us around the gym like modern day fans did to me on uh, last Friday, give me shit. Uh, give Ronnie shit for our great picks or terrible picks. Mainly for me so far, it's been terrible picks. Um, <laughs> but you'll see us in the gym, you know, the rest of these playoffs and into the spring and summer with club season. So until next week, that's uh, Ronnie and Devin signing off. <laughs>